going on good people having a beautiful time man serendipity podcast season two episode 25 want to talk to him about what we're going to discuss today oh yes sir please join us for a riveting conversation about faith failure and fortitude yes lord be sure to follow us on instagram at serendipity with inky johnson across all podcast platforms including youtube be sure to share comment like and subscribe We greatly appreciate your support. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Peace. What's going on, good people? Welcome to Serendipity Podcast, Season 2, Episode 25. I'm Ink. I'm Oak. How you feeling? Wazo Okafanus. That's what they say, man. You know, I can't pull a pine from walking down, man. You know what it is. You know, seen it before. Yeah. I'm good over here. I'm good over here. Um, How about yourself? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um... You know, the press these days, man, it's gratitude and patience. Got it. And, uh, you know, when you press for something, life gives you situations, circumstances, and people that help you cultivate it. And so just cultivating that gratitude and patience. But yeah. I'm all good, man. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's get into it, man. Uh, quote card from D. Sugar Boo. It says, if you want to be successful, it's just this simple. Know what you are doing, love what you are doing, and believe in what you are doing. Yeah. Know uh, what you're doing, love what you're doing, and believe in what you're doing. Um, man, I'm I'm horrible with names, right? Mm-hmm. But this cat, um, YouTube, it was a TED talk, and he did this circle, right? He right. did a this circle where the inner circle, then they had an outer circle, and then there was a third outer circle. Mm-hmm. And so when I hear this, it made me think of the circle in terms of. He did. He talked about the example of corporations over the years that were successful and the ones that fizzled out. Gotcha. And he said the commonality was the the ones that were successful, their inner circle was their why. Gotcha. Why you're doing it, right? Mm-hmm. So when I hear this, the why is the love. Love what you're doing. Right. Because when all else fails, if you love it, you're able to withstand whatever opposition comes, whatever comes your way. That's right. right? It's, um, it's like there's nothing that can deter you. There's nothing that can, because you, as you say all the time, you know, you got this feeling of optimism. You got this energy, everything going when you first have an idea or first want to do something. You Absolutely. first have a goal. Absolutely. Then when that feeling wanes, when that mm-hmm. feeling go away and, and trials and tribulations come, yep. do you still stick with it? Absolutely. Right? And what makes you stick? Stick with something is your love for it, Absolutely. not your like for it, not what you know people are gonna pat you on the back for it. None of that. Even in the darkest hours, you're going to continue forth on what you said you wanted to do mm-hmm. because you love it. Love it, right? It's like coaching football. It's like, man, please, okay, listen. <laughs> in 1999. In 2000. The 99 and 2000. 2000. The way in which y'all Negroes got on my nerves, Mm -hmm. man. If I wasn't committed to teaching and loving young folks, I would have told y'all to get the H on. Get the hell on. (laughs) Y'all were bad as hell, man. For real. You know y'all were. You know y'all were. Absolutely. And and y'all were bad in so many different ways. (laughs) In so many different ways. But it was the it's the love, no doubt, that allow you to get up every morning, and go do it again with the same enjoyment, same enthusiasm. It's not drudgery; mm. it's just a different day 
And it's just a different challenge. Yes, sir. You know, you had a period. Come on, bro. You had yeah, a period yeah. where you were like, man, they ain't trying to, they ain't trying to factor out these trinomials, no, man. Sir. This no. ain't got nothing to do with my life. Man. Nothing. <laughs> I want to kick you in your chest. <laughs> I thank God for you, though. You know, but that wasn't a deterrent. Yes, sir. Because it was the love. Yes, that's sir. that's the first thing when you got when you're doing something for the love of it, mm-hmm. whether you get not paid, well, I don't even want to say paid. Whether you get the external validation and the external motivation and the external stimulation becomes irrelevant. No doubt, right? Because you start with you loving it. Absolutely. We just talking about the keys to being successful. Doing something because you love it, right? Love it. Know what you're doing. Meaning, put in the work, put in the backstory, study something, be proficient at it, be efficient at it. Sure. Don't you're not up there just talking or you're not up there just doing and don't know anything. You haven't studied it. You didn't give it its proper due and its proper respect mm-hmm. by not studying it. Yep. Whatever it may be, whatever you're trying to accomplish, whatever you're trying to be successful at. And then the last one, what did it say? And then believe in what you're doing. That's believe your faith. What you're doing. Absolutely. Right? You got to start with the faith. Yes, sir. You got to start with the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, because you're starting. You don't have anything. You don't know whether you're going to make it or not. Mm-hmm. You don't know whether this thing is going to come to pass or not, whether whatever it is that your goal is, whatever your heart desire is, you don't, uh, you don't know whether it's going to come to fruition. Absolutely. So you have to walk in and start with a level of faith. Then once you have that in place, then you walk on. Let me make sure that I know everything about being an entrepreneur, being a business person, being a, a basketball player, being a writer, being a, a teacher, being whatever, being a doctor. You want to know everything about it. That's your how, right? But ultimately, at the end of the day and the beginning of the day, it is sandwiched around your why. Your why. Got and your why is your love for it. So then, shoot, that's the, that's the formula. You get your butt in the formula, understand the formula, then you're going to be successful. Picking it up. It ain't rocket science. We, y'all graduated uh, Cohen Middle School. You graduate middle school, up. you can figure that shit out. I'm picking it up. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I, I like to ask people, Oak, oh, when I hear success, the word success get thrown around, I like to ask people, like, how do you define success? Like, mm-hmm. what is success to you? Because I firmly believe success changes at different phases and stages of life, right? How I view success and what success meant at the age of 20 is totally different than how I view success and define success at the age of 30. But it says love, know, and believe. And so one of the challenges to what we may consider to be success that I've seen is a person can have something that's incredible, right? Plan, goal, vision, dream, aspirations, phenomenal, right? And the moment they encounter opposition and adversity, This is why I always say failure is not the opposite of success. It's a part of it. The moment they encounter opposition and adversity, they change their plan. They change their aim, right? Mm -hmm. Like the belief part of it is so powerful. That's why I love it. Put love, note, and believe, right? Believe in what you're doing. Sometimes all you got to do is stay the course and outlast whatever the opposition and the adversity may be, right? When it comes to whatever you consider to be success. Success for some people is Hey, man, every single day I get to have dinner with my family. That's success to me, right? Success for other people is, hey, man, every single month I clear 500000 Great. That's success. Whatever success means to you, properly define it, but always look at it in terms of do I love what I do? Do I know what I'm doing? 
if opposition and adversity happens, will I still believe in what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. That's why I always break down the, the level of commitment to people. Oh, can I say, can you be committed to the process of what you're doing without being emotionally attached to the results of what you're doing? Can you be committed to it? In the midst of opposition, in the midst of adversity, because if you can be committed to it in the midst of opposition, in the midst of adversity, now you can believe in it. So when it goes wrong and it doesn't play in your favor, you can still believe in what you're doing and you're not going to run and like my dog say, tuck tail and say, I don't want to do it no more and fold up camp. Right. Love what you're doing. Know what mm -hmm. you're doing. But above all, believe in what you're doing, man. Mm -hmm. That's faith and that's hope. Believe in what you're doing. The um, did you say something right there? A couple of things I wanted to point on, and that is um, when you say the definition of success, define success, right? Right. And f for me, the power is in you are the creator and the maker and the baker of the piece of your pie. Yeah, as Andre three thousand said. So what that really means is then that's you have the power, you have the autonomy. You're no longer slave to any and everybody else's expectations. Right. You de you defining it, mm -hmm. and what happens? We're not we're not taught in a in a culture that teaches us to to define our own success. Yeah. We're always told what success is, mm -hmm. what success isn't. Yeah. Right. So more than half the battle is you just making the decision to to say. This is this is successful for me. For you. Absolutely. Right? Because A, you can reach the success and then you feel the gratitude and you feel the appreciation. You feel all of those things about reaching your goals and being successful. Mm -hmm. But I think most importantly is you have developed a habit of creating your own heaven, creating mm -hmm. your own existence, creating so, your own happiness. Yeah. You are the creator of your own existence. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So that is important that, to remember why, uh, why it's important to define your success. Absolutely. Right? And then um, the second part is discernment. Absolutely. Meaning you're working for discernment and in terms of op uh, opposition or you meet failure. Mm -hmm. Failure is, is simply part of the process, right? Yes, and sir. what this means is I may have to stop and readjust. I may have to stop and... Forge through because mm -hmm. my lesson in this moment, the reason I'm, I'm I'm meeting opposition is because I need to work on fighting through something, fighting through adversity when it hits me. Mm -hmm. Well, someone else who's who's very adept at fighting through adversity when opposition hits them, it may be decision making. Am I so bullheaded that mm -hmm. I'm just going to keep going? Yeah. Or do I have to have the discernment to say, oh, let, let me pause. Absolutely. Let me utilize my resources of wisdom, asking somebody, yeah. you know, the somebody's, the folks that I trust, this, that, and the third, and I may have to shift, alter my path. That's good. I don't stop. I don't turn around. I don't turn tail and run. But I have the discernment That's good. when adversity hits. That's something that we want to, you know, that I'm I'm personally always trying to pray for and ask God for is the discernment, you know, yeah. uh, whatever the prayer of, what's yeah. the prayer? Serenity. Serenity, right, so, the prayer of serenity. Yeah. That's it, you know. Yeah. So that's that's, that's what good, we want yeah. to to basically master when we meet adversity, when we meet failure. Yeah. Will Smith said something, man, and it was powerful, man. He um, He said, like, as life unfolds, Life comes at you with so much, right? And he was talking about it's going to be certain seasons in life to where you're in a season of just enduring, 
Mm-hmm. Right. You mm-hmm. just got to endure right now. Right. Whatever you're going through, sometimes you're in that season of, man, it's time to endure. Other times you're going to be in a season of everything going great. You're in the harvest. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he said what I had to convince myself of when I started going through these things and experiencing these things was, man, you're not crazy. No, no, no. It's life, bro. Like this is life. There's nothing wrong with you. This is life. This, these are the ups, the downs, successes, failures. This is the totality and the process of life. There's nothing wrong with you, and you can't escape it. No. None of us can, right? No matter how much things go well, you're going to be in some seasons of your life to where you feel like ain't nothing working. You coming down the court, clear shot at the basket, ain't nothing falling, right? You come out, you hit 800. Next week, you hit 100. You come mm-hmm. out, you hit all your passes one week as a QB. Next week, you come out, you can't connect with no target. You can't hit a bull right? in the head you with can't. two by four. I'm talking about you come out some <laughs> week, linebacker, you calling every check, you see it, you blitzing, you the man, player of the game. Next week, they smashing you. That's life. Yeah. Entrepreneurs, sometimes you're going to have the Midas touch. Everything's working. Other times, you're going to feel like you're losing it all. That's the season to endure. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with you because you're going through those things. Those things are necessary so you can become a different version of yourself and you can grow and learn from these experiences. So one day you can go back when somebody else is going through something and you can share them. Right. And so it's super necessary, man. The, the two the two things, two examples that came to mind when we're talking about enduring, like what Will was saying in, 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 a, in a biblical sense. Right. Is um, the wilderness. How long they said the wilderness was? Forty years, wasn't it? Ain't it forty? Forty. We <laughs> we we ready to 40. jump ship after forty minutes. Forty, man. We ready to jump ship after four days of trials and tribulations. Four minutes, right? Four. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So, and then the the catch is, for me, my mm-hmm. thought process go into studying what happened in the wilderness. What did the the, the children of Israel, uh, Egypt, got? For being in the wilderness, mm-hmm. right? What is it that I'm supposed to get when I'm enduring? Right. That's one lesson. The other one is, in terms of enduring, is Job. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to sit and endure. Sheesh. You take it. That Job, man. Right. You take it. Sheesh. But in terms of, and when you're taking it, there's still a lesson to be garnered from it. Mm-hmm. There's still something that, that you're able to and that you're supposed to ascertain from going through the wilderness, going through the enduring period, going through all the trials and tribulations. Just like mm-hmm. when you win the championship, just like when you close your eyes and throw the ball in the basket and it goes in, right. there's something to be to glean from that too. Absolutely. Right? So in every moment, the what should be on the precipice of your mind is what is the lesson? What is the lesson? How am I supposed to be better? How does this this opportunity right here, whether that's failure, whether that's in the midst of experience success, what is it that I am supposed to get from this that is going to get me closer to self-mastery? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Oak. If a young if a young man came to you, right, like if one of your sons came to you and said— I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> if he say, hey, Dad, man— um. Help me process failure. Mm. Like, what should be my thought process? How should I process it, right, when I encounter failure so it doesn't just destroy everything? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what advice, perspective, how would you attack that just as a father, as a yeah, man? I would, I would say we're going to look at it at least two ways. 
right, right on two levels. The surface level, why did you fail? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I'm not even talking about the notion of you know why do you consider this failure? Right. That, we've we've talked about right. that. You yeah. you have decided that this is failure. Right. I'm not here to convince you that it wasn't or that it was. Right. It's not my business. Okay. You failed. Why? Mm-hmm. You tell me why did you fail? What were the circumstances? What were the actions? What were the inactions? What what did you and didn't you do that resulted in this feeling or maybe actuality of failing? Right. That's surface. Right. Right. So we we'll go through that and I listen and, and play off of it. And then the second part is uh, we need to figure out why the universe sent failure your way. Mm-hmm. This is the, as we said earlier, this is the greater aspect of failure. Right. There is something I'm supposed to get from this that is that is going to leave me in absolute joy. Yeah, absolutely. As a result of failing, I will I sit down long enough and take the time? To, to take in all of this failure, mm-hmm. take in everything, why it happened, how it happened, when it happened, you know, just just run uh, just the, run the gamut, right. if you will, of reasons and, and, and things that happen and find joy in that. Mm-hmm. So my ultimate lesson would be, where's your joy in this failure? Absolutely. Yeah. Where's your excitement in this failure? Yeah. So now we begin to strip failure of his power mm. of, of of moving us spiritually. Yes, sir. We want to strip failure of the power. Yeah. Because if you think of it, I, I, I would I would guesstimate that if someone were to say, if we talk about failure, you talk about no, negativity, the devil, all of these things that we give a lot of power to mm-hmm. that does not enhance our existence. Yeah. It's because we've given it power. Yeah. Man. So the goal is the strategies, how do I develop the strategies of stripping away the, stripping away the power of negativity? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So okay. failure in and of itself is F-A-I-L-U-R. <laughs> right. It's just a freaking group yeah. of letters put together to make a daggum word right. that has a meaning. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's every word, right? Yeah. Our, our uh, ability to give power and strip power away from that word is the work that we have to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I want to direct him or her in a way in which you strip away the meaning of the word that does not enhance your life. Yes, sir. I'm picking it up. So if it, if, it, if it bothers you, if it hinders you, that word right there, you need to readjust. We call it perspective. Right. You need to readjust your perspective, perspective. on the word because that's what's going to drive your what? Mm-hmm. Performance. performance absolutely yeah i feel like the the greatest time oftentimes for a person to receive and be open is after failure mm-hmm. right because failure brings a certain level of humility, humility. But failure failure also brings a certain level of openness to one's ability to listen to insight perspective thoughts of others that may have been in the space and place that the person that's experiencing whatever they consider to be failure at that present time. And so I do a lot of work, as you know, with corporate, right? And one of my main sources of business is corporate sales. And one of the things that come up often than not is they experiencing the no, 
right? You're trying to sell. You're going door to door. You're getting rejected. You're doing cold calls. You're getting rejected. So cats start out on fire. Let's do it. Let's go. They put the goals, the dreams, the aspirations. Mm, they put mm. on the opposite side of it what they want to accomplish, why it's important. They got the whiteboard out. It's cute. I want to make this much money. Great. Let's go. And the first cat you call, they don't give you five seconds. Nope, ain't for me. Hang it up. Next cat you call. Nope, bro, don't want to talk to you. Hang it up. You go see a cat at his door. They open the door. What you doing? What you selling? <laughs> nah, bro, that ain't for me. Boom, right? And every time that door shuts, every time that phone hangs up, Cut, right? It's cutting at you. It's punching you. It's mm -hmm. body shots, right? Every time you hear a no, every time you get rejected, body shots, right? Every time you hear a no, every time you get rejected, that whiteboard gets smaller and smaller, right? That's why I said life is beautiful and amazing because the moment you throw your goal, your dream, your aspirations out into the universe, life going to send you back a level of opposition and pressure that's going to say, let me see if you remember your mother now. Mm -hmm. Let me see if you remember your children now. Let me see if you remember little Johnny now. You want to you get him what? You want to pay for his college? All right, I'm going to send some back your way that if handled the right way, you're going to be able to pay for his college, your daughter's college, if handled the right way. But the pressure and the opposition coming back. And so when I ask the question about failure and opposition and perspective, I'm asking it more so from the standpoint of can you sustain the failure, the opposition and the challenges? Because the one thing I can guarantee, not only for me, not only for Oak, for every individual in this room and every individual walking the face of this planet, you're going to get hit with opposition and adversity, Doc. I don't care how cute you are. I don't care how strong you are. I don't care how nice you are. It's yeah. coming to see you. I don't care how grand your dreams and your goals are. It's coming to see you. I don't care how nice of a person you are. It's coming to see you. I don't care how motivated you are. It's coming to see you. You can leave out of that office and be as motivated as a cat that's in a movie walking down the street selling candy. Mm -hmm. And life going to come smack you, right? And depending upon how you process the smack, it's going to depend upon the level of success you'll have as a result of the smack. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. why it says adversity causes some cats to break and other cats to break records. It ain't because it's special, something special about the cat that broke the record. He just processed it different. When he looked at it, he just like, oh, bro, this is going to make it even sweeter in the end. While the other cat still on the page of rejection. The other cat done turned the page. He in chapter two already. Right? One bad chapter don't define the book. You just stayed on the page too long. Mm -hmm. Flip it, bro. Flush it. Keep it pushing. Let it make you stronger. When you process it and look at it, let it make you a better person. Like he said, what's the lesson in it? What's the blessing in it? Everything we encounter carries with it. A seed, that's a lesson or a blessing. Now, for us to extract it, that's up to us. The perspective that we have about it, that's all on us. But I'm always interested in how will a cat encounter and process failure because I can guarantee you it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. And, and ain't got, it's, it's like I look at it. I look at life. I look at situations. I look at relationships. Uh through the lens of, of really love. Yes, sir. Right? Because I experience failure as, let's say I'm a boxer, and I get, boom, 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 have 10 fights, I lose eight. And I'm, I got into boxing because it was I felt like it was something to do. I felt like I could be good at it. I felt like, you know, I wanted to get in shape. 
whatever, mm-hmm. a lot of exterior reasons. Mm-hmm. And then when adversity hit, I'm going to quit. That is going to happen. Oh, no Every single person is going to quit something when adversity hits them and they don't love it. They, they're not doing it for interest, intrinsic uh, interior motivation. And they're doing it for exterior motivation, exterior reasons, exterior validations. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to quit. You're going to quit. Period. Point blank. Right, yes, sir. But when you commit yourself to something that you love, mm-hmm. if you love it, then you're going to stick with it. Yeah. You're not going to give up on your son. No doubt. You're not going to no give up on your daughter. No doubt. You, you know the circumstances by which you have to interact with them is always going to shift and change and da 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 da. da. But you're true. not going to turn tail and run away from your kid. Yeah. yeah right. Man. You're not going to turn tail and run away from anything that you love. So that's why you start. You have to start that. with: Do I really love this? I love that. Yeah. And love is simply this thing called reciprocity. Yeah. Because if you giving yourself to something and it doesn't give back to you, mm-hmm. then love is not in that in that place. Mm. I promise you, love. No, it's a whole lot of like. It's a whole lot of want to. It's a whole lot of manipulation going on here. But if it does not come back to you the way in which you give out to it, yes, sir. Understand that that's not love, and you making the decision to walk down that road. Mm. And what you what you get in return, it may be fifty million dollars, or it may be <laughs> heartbreak to no end. Yes, sir. But when you're walking down the road of love, you're guaranteed to receive back because of the law of reciprocity. That's good, man. That's good. You you are guaranteed. That's good. So you're not going to give up. If you're selling whatever, you're selling peanuts, you're selling a candy bar, mm-hmm. and you're doing this because I like to see a little kid happy. That's I like the, the vision, the feeling I get mm-hmm. when the young Thundercat opens that uh, Snicker bar or whatever and tastes it for the first time, and I give it to him, and I look at him, and the feeling I get from watching him, yes, sir. all the no's in the world don't matter. Mm-hmm. When I'm, I'm standing in front of a classroom or, or te- tutoring or teaching a young young person math and they finally get it and they're mm. like, oh, I'm smart. Yeah. I can deal with a thousand hoodlums who don't care nothing about mathematics. Mm. It's going to be another one and that's going to fill my cup and the other one going to fill my cup and the other one going to overflow my cup. Take that up. So there is no Take such thing up. as failure. Remember, we are, we are dismantling the power of a word. We're psychologically dismantling the power of these words that have held us bondage and encaged for years upon years upon years. If it does not return unto you, it is not love. Mm. Man. If it's not filled with the spirit and the law of reciprocity, it is not love. And Mm. if it's not love, then you're, you're embarking upon this adventure at your own risk. Yes, sir. That's your business. Yes, sir. But you already know it's love because it don't take all day to recognize sunshine. Mm, yes, sir. So the moment that you get, the moment I walked in the classroom from the first day and when I left, that feeling I had from y'all looking back at me in that interaction, y'all crazy, I'm crazy, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but that feeling I knew, yes, sir. that feeling was enough to fill my tank mm. going forward until I go in the ground. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That people will forget what you do, people will forget what you say, but people will never forget the way you make them feel. Exactly. That is what it. propels you to take the next step, to not quit. I love it. Man. That's it right there. So failure, failure is really another figment of your imagination. Mm. 
man. If you in it for love, how you gonna fail? Somebody answer me that. How am I going to fail if I'm in it for love? I won some football games playing. I lost some football games playing. Won some football games coaching. Lost some football games coaching. And I won't take nothing for not having the opportunity to be engaged in this game called football because I love it. Love it. Love it. There's nothing no one can do to take away the love that I have for teaching. Mm -hmm. The love that I have for teaching young people mathematics or people, period. Yeah. I love it. Yes, sir. That's the that's the payment within itself. Yeah, I promise you. I don't know how much I make today. I don't know how much I made last year. Yeah. I don't know how much I made ten years ago. Yeah, I I the last time I've been coaching since I've been teaching, and I really believe the last time I received a check from coaching was probably two thousand ten, mm. two thousand eleven. Mm. But ask any of them, be simple. Ask them all. Oh, I'm on the phone Sunday morning, 30. Man, we got to get this plan together. We got to get ready for these boys. You know what they doing? This, that, and the other. Yes, sir. Putting this game plan together. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They better pick that up. Okay. They better pick up. I love. Okay. I love that you said love. Oh, right. Because it says the quote says love is what we're born with. Fear is what we learn here. The spiritual journey is the unlearning of fear and the acceptance of love back into our hearts. Right? Love is what we're born with. Fear is what we learn in the world. Mm-hmm. The spiritual journey is the unlearning of fear and the acceptance of love back into our heart. Right? And so Jason Wilson on Instagram, man, great brother, do great work. Up, I think he's in the DMV area. He got the the gym, right? He's teaching cats uh, called the Man Cave, right? Mm-hmm. Teaching them. Um, I think jujitsu, karate, all of that. And he has a day, right, to where the kids got to pass the test, right? And it's like test day to where they got to break the, you know, the two by four. They got to chop it. They got to do push-ups, all type of stuff. I know it's more that, that they do, but I'm just saying on the surface, right? And on test day, like the thing that I love that I've seen him do is like he'll bring parents in or guardians in, right? And he might bring a father in. And they might have like a push-up challenge, right? Mm-hmm. And the fathers will be doing push-ups, right? And he'll have them in there getting it in. Oh, they getting it in. They going, doing their thing. Cats getting tired, burning out. And then he might put their son on their back, right? I'm talking about a cat down there feeling it like, ah. He'll put their son on their back, right? Their kid on their back. He's like, let's go. Cat down there got their son on their back, pressing, Right? And when they get tired, he's like, you love your son? Cat like, yeah. Do you care about your son? Cat like, yeah. But every question he asks, it's almost as if the question is so strong that it sparks something in the dad or the guardian or the coach or the male figure that the question holds a level of conviction that it makes the cat, when he thought about quitting, every time he asked the question, he reflects back to why he's doing it. Mm-hmm. And that cat mm-hmm. get up off the floor like, yep, I got it. And man, it's such a beautiful interaction because you're doing it through an exercise and he's doing it through a gymnasium, but the life skills, yep. the lessons, yep. Yep. the thought process, most importantly, the love, bro. Yep. Like love so powerful, man. Like, it was a video circulating uh, a few months back, and it showed an animal in the backyard, and they grabbed the kid. I don't know if it was a bear or like a, uh, 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 some type of jaguar. They were somewhere else, and they grabbed the kid, right? Mm-hmm. 
and you seen the mama come out of nowhere. <laughs> like, I'm talking about then second guess it, then double dutch it. She came out of nowhere. Like, I'm talking about random grab the kid without thought. That's love. Yeah. Right? You done seen a, a cat move a car off a kid. That's love. Right? You done seen somebody go to bat for somebody that they shouldn't be going to bat for. That's love. When I think about the significance of the word love, I think about a grandmother, man. Mm-hmm. Like grandmothers have a level of love, of course, mothers, fathers. But when you think about the essence of the word love, like a grandmother has a level of unconditional love, agape love that's unknown, that's not predicated upon situations. Sir, a joker can be the most riding joker on the face of this planet. Grandma going to mm-hmm. love him. Yeah. Grandma going to love him back to a space and place to where he flips, he turns. And the next time you see him. That cat a stand-up individual, stand-up guy, doing what he's supposed to do. Like, love is such a powerful force. And so I love it when it says love is what we're born with. Fear is what we inherit here in the world. A spiritual journey is the unlearning of fear and the acceptance of love back into our hearts. Do you love it? Right? Mm-hmm. Cat told me one day when I was young, oh, he was like, man, you're going to see a lot of women in this world, young blood. A lot of them, right? You're going to see them. They're going to look different ways, right? Nice, beautiful. He said, but let me tell you something, man. He said, them looks going to fade. He said, you might not think so. You young, right? You might think, you know, the figure going to be there forever. He said, it won't. Yeah. You might think the face going to be there forever. It won't. He said, but that heart and that love, that's going to be with you forever. I watched my aunt, who was like a mother to me, Right? I watched her, she got sick. And I watched her health decline, oh. And it was tough to watch it, man. When you see somebody that you love that's like strong, beautiful spirit, right? Mm -hmm. And I watched her, right? And like, she just gradually got worse. You know what I'm saying? And I watched my uncle. And my uncle has always been like a father to me. I get emotional when I speak about it. And I watched him, and I watched how he treated my aunt, watched how he loved her, watched how he stood by her, right? She went all the way down to a wheelchair, and my uncle stood up at the funeral, and he was joking about it. He said, uh, he said, man, if Beyonce stepped in this church today, he said, man, can't nothing make me ever want to leave my wife. He said, because I love her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That wasn't predicated upon looks. Wasn't predicated upon figure. She lost that. But he still stood there by her and he loved her. And so when you got people around you that love you and care about you, when you love the things that you're doing, external factors, external people, situations, circumstances, adversity, opposition, when you love it, it doesn't take you away from it. It makes you press harder and go further. That's the power of this thing we call love. So I love that, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, Oak, I um, I want to ask you a question, Doc, about something that I feel is near and dear to both of our hearts, right? And, man, I'm talking about my auntie. That thing, man. This probably too, boss. It started raining, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> <Got some. laughs> yeah. 
But, got Misty uh, around. Hey, got the, Misty, man. I don't know. The, the like, what you can't say, man. I'm allergies. Allergies, man. Yeah, they're probably not yeah, there, yeah. You know. But, uh, you know, I want to ask you a question about something that's uh, that's near and dear to both of our hearts. As, uh, as competitors, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're both competitive people. We joke about uh, competition. Uh, can you ever get to a point in terms of competitive nature that it can become toxic? Hell yeah. Yeah? Talk about it. Um, again, there there is this um there's this force, right? Mm-hmm. Of of competition that you wanna ask, why why do you why do you wanna win? Mm-hmm. Like why do you want to have more points than the other team? Why do you want to have more more runs than the other team? Right. Why do you want to get there faster? Like for real. Why? Why do you want to? Does it make you look good? Mm-hmm. It makes you feel good. Uh people will will think more of you. Right. Like for real. Whatever your answer of why is, that's why we're competitive. Mm-hmm. Then you got the notion of competition itself feeds me. Yeah. The result doesn't. Right. So you have people who are competitive. I think there are only a few people in the world. When I say a few, like a small percentage of people in the world who are competitive. At anything that they do. Right. Right. Then you got the rest of society in terms of competition. They want to win because of what winning uh, returns onto them. They want to win because of what winning gives them, Mm -hmm. what they're able to receive from winning. Yeah. So if someone said, hey, man, you win the Super Bowl, no one is ever, will ever say anything to you. You won't get any extra dollars. Right. You won't, your name won't go anywhere. You won't get a ring. Nothing. Mm-hmm. It will be just like it didn't happen. Yeah. Would you still want to win the Super Bowl as much? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if you didn't receive anything from, from going and, and, and competing, would you still do it? And so what happens as we get older, like when we're young, you know, you like playing ball, you play ball, whatever, and you like the the game itself. It's fun. It's competition, right? Mm -hmm. All of what goes into playing ball. But you're really playing because you like it. You like how it feels. Right. Then as you get older and your interests may go in different places, that's why when some cats get older uh, or even like in the draft, NFL draft, they always say he loves playing ball. Mm Mm-hmm. So if they making that comment about someone that loves playing ball, that means there are people out there that don't love oh, playing no, ball. Absolutely. They just good at it. Right. You got people who are in professions that are in it because they're good at it, not because they love it. Mm-hmm. So when you're good at something, it's good. Right. And when we're talking about competition, which means there is a quote unquote winner and a loser, right. then that's when it becomes or have the opportunity, the propensity to become toxic. Mm-hmm. Because you're doing it for external validation. Yes, sir. You're not doing it for the love of competition itself. Yes, sir. You're doing it for the love of winning. Yes, sir. Do you love to win or do you love to compete? Mm. That's good. See, That's good. now I would, I would surmise that a great percentage of the population loves to win. Mm-hmm. Only a few people, only a few people like and love to compete. Yeah. So when you say you're competitive, yeah. do are you really asking or are you really saying I like to win mm-hmm. and we misassociate right. the two, winning and competing? Because I would like I said, everyone loves to win. You love to win, don't you? Yeah, you like winning, don't win. you? Yes. You like winning, don't you? 
Yes. Do you love competing? Mm. Because competing is getting up at 430 and running them five miles in the dark. Competing is doing them extra 10 Mm push-ups. Competing is working out when nobody else is watching. Competing is being in the gym at 530 and you've already worked out when the other cat comes in for his first workout. That's competing. competing. Those are the folks. Those are the Tom Brady's of the world, the Kobe Bryant's of the world, the one I don't talk about of the world. Right? Those are those cats love competing. Mm-hmm. It just so happens that they win. Yeah. yeah, it just so happens that they win. Yeah, man. So because and the, the reason and the way it becomes toxic is if you're in it to win it mm-hmm. and you don't, then what's your reaction? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You come home now. You the, you know <laughs> you got an old nasty ass attitude. <laughs> don't nobody want to be around you. I was there. That was me. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because I had to shift to go from let me do what I love Mm -hmm. to uh, or get get away from loving to win and get into doing what I love. Gotcha. So whether we win the game or not, yeah, I'm going to feel bad. But I'm going to feel worse that, oh, we lost the game because I could have prepared differently. Mm. We lost the game because I didn't put enough of myself into it. Yes, sir. Right? And so what I'm really saying is the losing of the game was just – the symbol and the sign to me that I should have done more, could have done more, could have done different. Yeah. Because again, if we won the game and I look back and say, man, I still, I still could have put in 30 more minutes on Wednesday Mm -hmm. lifting. I still could have been 30 more, put in 30 more minutes on Wednesday looking at tape. Yeah. Then it's still the same feeling. Like, Mm -hmm. damn, I got to do better next week. It's it's like, uh, it's like when a cat watched Saban. Mm Mm-hmm. And you see Saban out there, a minute left in the game. They might be up two touchdowns. And Saban to call a timeout or something, bring a cat over, chew him out. Right? Yep. And the average cat watching the game, like, man, why he tripping? They up two touchdowns. They going to win the game. Why he tripping? Like, he's tripping because of the process of what they're trying to execute and do. He values it so much that he feels as if you're not valuing the process of what creates the win. Right? Right? You've won so much that you've lost respect for winning. Not the actual W itself, what creates winning. Mm -hmm. Sacrifice, dedication, being precise, attention to detail. What creates it, right? Like I'll never forget hearing Phil Jackson say, when you talk about Kobe and Jordan, he was like, Kobe loves like basketball, right? He's competitive at basketball. Great, phenomenal. Rest in peace. He was talking about MJ. He was like, MJ want to beat you in everything, right? You go play pool, he want to beat you. You play golf, you want to beat you. Even Kobe said, Kobe's like, man, this cat want to beat you at everything. I'm competitive in basketball, right? My challenge is, do cats have a certain level of carryover to understand if you put everything you got towards something, what can you extract from it to carry over into other areas Mm -hmm. and aspects of your life to make you somewhat of a decent human being? Mm -hmm. That's why I feel as if cats don't value hard work. That's why I feel as if cats don't value sacrifice, dedication, and commitment. Because they don't understand or often don't value what they can do with it once they extract it from the process of what they're applying it to. The result is inconsequential. The exactly. W or the L is inconsequential. Exactly. Right? It's about can you extract something from it to apply to other areas and aspects of your life to make you somewhat of a decent human being. That's what commitment is about, man. That's what dedication is about. That's what competitiveness is about. That's why you see what a lot of athletes, once they get done, and the identity isn't there, 
it's like a stale period. And in that stale period, cat might blame. Cat might say, it's this cat fault. That cat fault, I ain't got what I want. I didn't get to where I was supposed to be. It's like, nah, man, wake up. Take the same spirit that made you great, the same thought process that made you great, extract that, now apply it to other areas and aspects of your life to make you somewhat of a decent human being. They, they, they can't, though. Yeah. The ones that can't is because they were doing it because they were good at it. Mm. You say so the spirit is not even there. Yeah. There it was just this this wonderful talent. They followed a few directions that got them to a place of being a professional athlete, mm -hmm. being a professional whatever. And but the ability to extract the lessons, extract the characteristics, the character that it takes to to really be successful, right? It was never there. Mm. Because this what what I'm the reason I'm saying is never there. It wasn't there. Because if it was, it's going to naturally come out. Naturally. Right? Yeah. You, you can't stop. It's like trying to stop the flow of the river. You can't do it. Yeah. Like, the, that, the same way you were not trying to solve them daggum multi-step <laughs> equations in the eighth grade, and I challenged you, <laughs> and you like, man, these motherfuckers are going to just keep challenging me. I can do this because I'm... Shoot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand up to the challenge. Yeah. That's a that's an intrinsic spirit that you have. Right. So then, okay, you get to ninth grade, you collarbone, dang. Yeah. Boom. Go to Tucker, come back, come to Crim, yeah. mess up your ankle. Boom. You really don't really get to it to 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 twelfth grade, right? Yeah. You already ain't noble size. Yeah. Out there killing. <laughs> da 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 da. I mean, killing. You didn't get on the yeah. basketball court. Little Westbrook killing. Yeah. Da da da. And then you know you get the opportunity to go to to Tennessee. You still the little guy. Yeah, but the spirit inside of you made you think you would dog on six three, two fifteen. Right. So then the injury happened. Mm -hmm. The spirit that the spirit wasn't affected. Absolutely. I said that's the same spirit I saw when you were twelve, bro. No doubt. No doubt. That's the same. <laughs> so if it's in you, it is not even. It's not even going to transfer over. It's just going to keep flowing like the river. It's good. Right good. now, you can acquire it. You can yeah. become cognizant of it. You can like, okay, I got this talent, I got this opportunity. So let me use this opportunity as a professional athlete. Let me use this opportunity as having a wonderful career, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. and really understand the characteristics that it takes to be successful. Yes, sir. The commitment, the hard work, all of that. Let me really tap into that so that now I can transfer it over. But I may or may not do it mm. because it wasn't in you. Yes, sir. If it's in you, it's going to happen That's naturally. Natural. If it's not in you, do you value it enough? Do you value hard work enough? Mm -hmm. Do you want it bad enough? Do, are you willing to sacrifice enough to get it to to get to life where it doesn't matter what you're doing, you're going to be successful, right? Because you're going to apply the skills and apply the principles. Absolutely, right. Absolutely. So, nah, man. If cat cat don't have it, it they got they got to become cognizant of it. Yeah, and it, it being tapping into those characteristics. Yeah. Right. That make a lot of sense though, man. I'm picking that up. Yeah, your spirit was always there, man. Cat, um, and we finna land the plane, man. Cat asked me this morning, he was like, Man, what would you say are some of the important traits in terms of your journey to getting to where you are right now at this present moment in your life? I said, Man, it's been a lot of things, but no doubt one of the most effective and efficient things to my journey has been my faith. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Now we know 
We know the biblical definition of it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. Can you believe in what you can't see? That's the essence of what I think a dream is, right? Because when you got a dream, an aspiration, a goal, you don't know how to how it's gonna manifest. You don't know mm -hmm. what the end's gonna be, mm -hmm. right? You gotta walk it out. You gotta play it out. And so, um, I want you to land a plane with us, Oak, with this word called faith. Break it down, toss it up, flip it, give it to the people, man. The objective in life is to get to the point where you don't have to have faith. That's it. You don't have to have faith. Meaning you get to a place where you don't have to believe in something and you get to a place where you know something. No. I don't believe in God. I know God. No. I don't believe in Inky. I know Inky. No I don't believe in love. I know love. Mm -hmm. Right? See, faith is that belief in something. Mm -hmm. Yet, as time passes, as you begin to mature and as, as you get to a place of understanding, faith got to subside. You got to be like, your faith, you want to give faith to, to the folks coming behind you. Yeah. You get to a place where I don't need faith now. Mm. I'm putting my feet on the floor because I know what's, what, what's at the end for me. Mm. Do I know literally? Do I know specifically? No. But I know God is at the end for me. Yeah. I know love is at the end for me. No question. I know everything that is supposed to be for me is at the end for me. Mm -hmm. I know everything that I'm supposed to ascertain, I'm going to ascertain it Absolutely. at the end for me. Yeah. Because remember, we already talked about, we're dismantling this BSery of words and their power, mm. right? We're in the process of dismantling all of that. Yeah. So what we're really doing is walking in knowing. So the, the transformation is to go from the hope, mm -hmm. right? Dang, I show hope I can get up. I show hope I can do this. To faith, yeah, right? I believe I can do this. I believe I can do this. Mm -hmm. To love, I know I can do this. Yeah. I know I can do that. So faith is is part of the process of getting to ultimate understanding, getting to the ultimate uh, reunification with your spirit and God's spirit, mm. right? So faith is part of the process. That's why I'm saying your your goal in life is to get to the point where you don't need faith. Yeah. Yeah, because you know. Because you know. Because you know. Yes, sir. I'm picking up what you're putting down, Doc. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. All of this stuff is just, uh, I leave it with this, ain't I leave it with this, man. You have the power. You have the autonomy. Mm -hmm. Once you find your purpose. Yes, sir. Once you understand why you're doing something, then you're going to be presented with how to do something. And then ultimately you'll be presented with what to do. Yes, sir. So why to do it? how to do it, and then what to do will lead to one's success, one's happiness, one's peace, whatever you want in your heart, it will come to fruition. It will be manifested. Yes, sir. It says, he or she who has a why to live can bear any how. Go get them, man. We appreciate your time. Appreciate your support. Appreciate your ear. Peace. Peace.